From spotted bass in lakes to largemouth in the Delta, Ultimate Bass will help you catch more fish with tips and techniques from tournament pros around the world and top bass anglers from all over the West. Ultimate Bass is a production of Seps Outdoors Incorporated. Thanks for listening. Coming up next, more SEPS Saturday Morning Outdoors with Sep Hendrickson and California Sportsman. The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Sepp Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, September 24th already. Getting a little chilly outside, going to be warm this weekend, but get ready, folks. The bite is on and will continue for just about everything out there right now. And we've got to share with you today some of the best fishing action our state has ever seen as well as some great fishing down below the border. You're going to hear from our Captain Jay Lopes later on today. We're going to kick it off with Captain James Smith, who's been doing it all. How'd you like to go out shark fishing? Well, maybe halibut fishing. Well, maybe rock fishing, lingcod monsters being caught out the gate. He's doing it all this last week, and he'll tell you what he's up to for the rest of the trips in just a couple of minutes. We're going to go to Bodega Bay. How about this? Albacore, Big Eye, Dorado, and Striped Marlin being caught out of Bodega Bay. I think Mexico has moved up the coast, and we are getting everything out Maybe of Maybe they're right catching them for Captain Merlin. Yeah, I'm sure Mr. Merlin had a little bit to do I think with he that. Did. They all came in to visit and say they're... Uh, Peace Their respects, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, Captain Steve Mitchell will be chasing Delta Sturgeon. We'll check in with him. And, of course, Alan Fong's got a good report for us on some action. Well, he had some spooning of King Salmon we talked about a little bit last week. He had some spooning of some bass over at uh, Berryessa with Rick Teets from Blade Runner, too. I was up there, too. Anybody can catch a bass at Berryessa yeah, right apparently now. Apparently, if you caught them, that I caught true. four of them and cursed all four of them when they came to the nice. side of the boat. You know what? We're going to have a seat in the front of that new boat pretty soon. You'll be up there plugging. No, that's not likely going to happen. Dragging and worming and plugging and punching and pitching and frogging. And I can't wait to see it, Seps. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> not in my life. By the way, you're going to need some new rods. <laughs> yeah, a lot of new line, too. Captain J.D. Ritchie is going to be hooking up with us. Tell us about Lake Tahoe and the big opportunities coming up with the opener, October 1st, to Pyramid Lake. Senior Tuna's back from a trip on the... Searcher and Nate Kelsch joins us to talk about from Big Nate's Guide Service, Lake Berryessa action, which I just experienced this week myself. Travis Morgan's got successful deer hunts. He's going to tell you all about those. Kevin Brock's going to join us from down in, well, I'm not sure where he is, the sack or the feather. My guess is over on the Feather River. He's chasing rainbows. And Captain Justin Leonard from Outcast Guide Service is going to be checking in with us, too. There's a lot going on, including Mr. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, joining us. But let's waste no time. Let's go to the deck. So the California dawn. And let's climb on board with one of the best captains in the West, Captain James Smith. Good morning, Captain. 
Hey, good morning, Seth. James, pretty impressive batch of photos you sent me this morning. You are doing it all this week. You think it was potluck time? You didn't or know what he was going to post a picture of this week. I'm seeing sharks hanging on there. I thought for a minute maybe he was sturgeon fishing. Halibuts too. and lings and sharks and yeah, it was. It's all happening, isn't it, James? Yeah. Well, I got to keep up with your impressive lineup on this show here. Just doing my part, but it's it's fall fishing. And it's at its finest right now. You know. A lot of opportunity to just do whatever because everything is biting. The weather's gorgeous. I sent you a screenshot. We're looking at a brisk three to five knots of wind today, um, which, you know, opens up the playbook for a lot of stuff. I know. Uh, You're going to the islands? I am going to the islands today. Yeah, that's so, kind of what I figured you might be doing. Yeah, it's it's island weather. This is the fall weather pattern. You know, I've only got a handful of island trips under my belt this year. We had so much wind. Mother Nature was angry all year. She is finally smiling on us. And, Kent, you could run your bass boat out here at 65 miles an hour straight to the islands and back or outside of that for some albacore. It's flat. I think yeah. I'd rather do it in the Caldon, too, and eat eat a you know breakfast burrito while you drive out there yeah that might be a little bit more fun driving. that's a way better deal i'm looking at the windy shot he sent me right now which is just kind yeah. of a computer shot of the weather pattern out there james you're gonna have a bathtub day is is everyone swimming today too uh yeah it's it's like i said it's gorgeous out here it's gorgeous at the dock gorgeous across the bay gorgeous far out of the eye can see so we're fired up the link cod were biting out there. I was out the islands earlier this week. I even had my dad out, not as sure-footed as he used to be. He had a great time with me. Um, we had limits of link cod out there. The link cod are finally on the chew. I don't know what got those things, got into them, but they got a late start this year. But we uh, hammered on those the other day on an island trip because the weather was flat. Now, for our listeners, we need to tell them, Seth, that's the Farallon Islands we're talking about him going out to. Now, you know, we start talking about the islands. They're going, what islands? Where are islands? Hawaiian Islands. Hawaiian Islands. How far is he going? So it's the Farallon Islands he's headed out to. Yeah, 26 miles from the gate here. So yeah. we're, uh, we've got the bow pointed there right now. And then, uh, and then, you know, during the week, I also, we got the fall schedule. The sharks are in. So we chased sharks the other day. Seven gills, soup fins, lepers, they were all coming. They were biting. Uh, we had a big box of sharks and a lot of happy people. Um, we're going to do a full shark schedule next year. We only had a, a handful this year. They sold out real quick. And, you know, they're, they're, they're a little backbreaking for the captain, I'll admit. But I'm training up my, uh, my, my steady secondhand crew to run more of them next year. So we're doing that. That was on tap this week. Also, yesterday, <clears throat> we switched gears again. It didn't, feels like I didn't fish in the same place uh, twice this week. We went up the coast, got into the rockfish, did really well in the rockfish, got link cod, switched gears, moved back. There's still quite a few halibut hanging out. Um, we got a you know, dozen halibut to finish up the day to like 20 pounds. So it was just all-around well-rounded good week of fishing here with a lot of opportunities for everybody and good weather. So all you want. <laughs> and big pick. Those are big lings in the shots too, dude. Those are nice, impressive fish. Yeah. The, uh, the fall, uh, link cod are typically when you're going to see those big hands and they just start showing up in, in numbers, you know, they push in from the deep. Uh, my commercial buddies see them as deep as like 1500 feet. And they they work their way up the ledges up from the canyons and stuff this time of year to start spawning. So the males get up on the bench, 
kind of like I guess I guess your your bass too can't I don't know, but they they jockey for good position, good um, a good area to to meet up with the female, and and they're aggressive this time of year. That's when the bars work good. Um, they start defending the nest. They start, you know, the males get really aggressive and everything is biting, especially with the warm water. We have uh, temps of 59 degrees at the islands. And there's a blur of 60, 66 degree water just out on the Pioneer and the gumdrop. Gosh, man, I, I think the albacore might just swim in here any day now. But we got the good water out there. And everything's just tearing up everything. The, the bars are working, the swim baits. The, uh, we're, we're catching sand dabs this morning for bait. We stop, bring everybody over to sand dab rigs and uh, catch a bunch of sand dabs. And then after we finish up on the rock cod limits, which has been limits every day, uh, we switch over, put sand dabs on, and, and drop them down for hopefully a hungry link cod. So a lot of fun stuff happening out here right now. Well, it's happening all over the place, and James can get you into the action when it comes to rock cod, link cod, halibut, and shark trips. Give him a call, find out when he's setting up those trips, or when he's, if you've got a bunch of people, he'll probably set one up for you and get on the water. Things are popping, folks. You're about going into the best season all year long for fishing opportunities for just about everything. They're all going to put on the feedback because they know winter is just around the corner. James, give them all the information they need so they can get a hold of the cat on one or two and climb on board for a great day of action. Sure. The number here, 510-417. Five 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 seven reaches on the web CaliforniaDawn.com. Also, Facebook and Instagram can check out daily fish scores and what's happening on the water. You got it, James. Have a great day out there on the water today. We appreciate you checking in with our listeners and getting them up to speed too. Have a great time, my friend. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. We'll, we'll catch up with you next week. You got no choice in the matter, James. Take care. James Smith on the California Dawn. California Dawn 1 and 2. Both those boats are working out there. Make sure you get a spot on board. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, I'm going to take you to Bodega Bay, where they have had some absolutely amazing fish show up. Right after this quick break, y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips. Where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiber glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 
or check the web at www.californiadawn.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people, well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know, I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats. The offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And God Fishing Marine's trained sales staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all add up to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at God Fishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, it's been a uh, peculiar year as far as water and warm water fingers that shoot out all over the place coming up California's coast. We've had some great action in a lot of places for some strange fish sometimes during the year. Nothing stranger than what's happening in Bodega Bay right now, and I'm going to take you right now to Bodega Tackle, and we're going to hook up with the owner there, Ken Brown, and he's going to tell you about some exceptional action and some exceptional species that are showing up out of nowhere. Good morning, Ken. Hey, how you doing, Seth? I'm doing outstanding. Uh, just tell our listeners what's going on out there, because nobody knows it better than you right now. Yeah, we got a little bit of everything going on. I'd show them by the customers we had this morning. Um, yeah, last week we had a report come in, and then some pictures have kind of verified it. There was a Dorado. We had some uh, Big Eye, and we had a, mar- a striped Marlin, and some albacore were caught out of Bodega. So first thing this morning, I got a parking lot full of people buying tuna gear and heading out. <laughs> So it's been an exciting morning this morning. We've been a little bit slow, a little slower because of the heat and this and that. But, man, it's ramping up now, and the salmon are still going strong. Guys are now, they're, the salmon are in closer, so they're going out for salmon. And then most, most reports I'm hearing, they, you know, they get a couple big salmon, and then they got a couple halibut to go with it. So, and then like, and like James was saying earlier, the rock fishing is just off the charts right now. Absolutely. You know, this is the time of year that Bodega Bay has always got those lingering larger salmon that are hanging around. They don't know if they're fall run or late fall run or maybe early winter run. 
they don't know what they are, but they sure hang around a long time. Then they scoot in, and every yep. year the big fish come in last. That's just the way it seems to work. Yeah, we had um, one guy ended up going out last week, and he it was a low tide, and he wanted to go north, so he's kind of pilling around the end of the jetties, and there was a bunch of bait, and he dropped his gear. By 10.30, he had hooked five salmon and had his limit, and he was, he was back here by about 11.30 taking pictures. Yeah, just kind of ticks you off when you see that. I went out, <laughs> I've done that for days and days and days and come back with nothing, but, you know, when you have a day like that, you feel like Roland Martin out there. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Ken, there's, a, there's a lot of interest in these warm water fingers that are coming. How in the hell do you adjust your inventory to suddenly handle big eye tuna? Um, I had some, I, we have some stuff. We've ordered some. A lot of the big popular stuff is, is, uh, you know, it's, it's gone, it's been sold, and people buy it on eBay. And so I, uh, we, we're doing the best we can. Well, you know, and, uh, but we got a pretty good tuna section here. We, uh, stocked up last year and I got some more coming. We got, uh, we got some feathers. We got plenty of cedar plugs. We got, and we got a few of the, the bigger Yuzuri, uh, plugs, but we have all, uh, all the, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the guys up here have their stuff. Oh yeah. They make they that. Just, they just need, they, they just need the line. And, they and, all know, make that travel down south. They've got to have everything yeah. before they get down to those boats. Now all they got to do is a little short drive through Petaluma and right on out to Bodega. For the same yeah. kind of action. I bet the boat launches are going to be a little busy out there today, too. Uh, by the looks of traffic, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a little bit. A little <laughs> bit so. But, yeah, a lot of the guys are going out with the idea of go out and look for a little bit of tuna. And if not, they're going to, they're going to try some uh, deep water salmon. I've been hearing that, too. So kind of guys are going out doing both. Well, i got to tell you a quick story. Uh, yesterday I got the note from you about the uh, 23-pound conical. And yeah. I'm going, and I'm going, all right, I don't want to look like an idiot on the radio tomorrow. So I, I, I'm already wondering what it is. So this is what I did. I immediately got a hold of Mike Ogney and hey, Mike, what the hell is a 23 pound conical? And he goes, I don't know. Maybe he means a cockle, you know, the, the big clamshell kind of thing. No. A 23 pounder. I don't think so, Mike. What the hell is it? It must be a, one of those autocorrect words that, so mm-hmm. I, I say, what's the definition of a conical? And it shows me a spring. I'm going, okay, that ain't going to work. So I get rid of him. Now I'm talking to other guys that fish. I go, I don't know what the hell no, it is. So I finally gave up and sent Ken a note. What the hell is a 23-inch conical? Will you please tell them why they need and why they have to have a 23-inch conical? Maybe you ought to tell them what it is, too. Right. So they're a they're Ken's a looking at me like he has no idea what this is. Go ahead. <laughs> Jeff does that for an hour every, every weekend on, on Ultimate Bass, so don't worry about that. That's all right. They're um, they're a ring crab trap um, that would that is legal to use. So when they close, you know they don't let us use traps, which we're pretty much. I think it's going to going to happen again this year because of the whales. But it lets we're able to use it, and it, it comes from Southern California, and it's a lobster trap. Well, now they're marketing, and I've always brought them up in my stores that I've had even before Bodega. And we've sold them in there. They're they're kind of they're kind of a dome. They have crabs climb up them, then they fall inside of them. All the party boats are using them, and but the problem has been in the past that they've been light, and so you've had to either weld rebar onto them or add weights to them. Well, they came out this year with a new one that's 23 pounds, and you don't have to add any weight to it. They're real, they're pretty nice, and they're and instead of like a pot. 
where you have to have big stacks on the back of your boat, these things actually will stack on top of each other in just a small pile. So it's 36 inches wide, and your pile, if you have 10 of them, they might be only two and a half, three feet tall. And they're, they're pretty nice. And, um, but like I said, they came out with those uh, this year. It's, and so now they're being marketed as a, a lobster slash crab conical. And it sure so, su- it sure surprised me when you sent me the picture of a twenty three pound conical and it wasn't a fish because that's all I was thinking the whole time. What in the hell fish hello? could be spelled conical? I got you there. You still with me? Yeah, I'm here. Well, Ken, uh, everybody's excited about crab season getting ready to come along. Are you hearing any of the uh, guys talking about what the bottoms like or what kind of? Uh, numbers everybody might expect this season as things get going. Now, it opens up the first Saturday of November, traditionally, so uh, they haven't got much time to get their crab pots to get them located and get ready, do they? Right, and there's only going to be a limited amount of these 23-pounders. So we're gonna, that's why I was kind of – I wanted to let people know we're putting, them out, we're putting them out there, and we have plenty right now. We'll be getting some more. But once they're gone, they're going to be gone because everybody knows the supply – probably got a good idea how the supply chain's working these days so um but yeah people are very interested we've sold quite a few um people can call us here we'll pre-sell them over the phone and we'll hold them in we'll, we'll hold them in the back for them and they can come by and pick them up if they actually want to um you know they, they can't get out here a lot. i know a lot of our customers are from a little ways away but they're more than welcome to call us and we'll take a credit card over the phone they can buy them, and then they can just when they come pick them up, they can get any other gear they need, the, the leaded line or whatever they want. But if they want to reserve those, they're welcome to it. And there is a lot of interest in it already. I'm kind of surprised. Well, Ken, I want you to give them the directions how to get to Bodega Tackle and give them the phone number before you sign off. They need to get their hands on a couple of these because I think they look like the answer to me and simple operation. That's for sure. Give them the hookup and how to get to Bodega Tackle too. Okay, we're on the way out of Petaluma. We're on uh, Bodega Avenue, which is uh, which is Washington. Turns into Big Avenue. It's eight eight four Bodega Avenue, Suite Three, um, Petaluma, California nine four nine five two. You're welcome to call us at seven zero seven five five nine three two three nine, or you can check our Facebook page is where where most of our updates go to, and we're redoing our website, which is going to be bodegatackle.com, and they'll have some information on there, and it will direct you to wherever you need to go. If you need to call us, you click on it. We're, it's, we're building it, right, having it built right now. Folks, so that will be. Folks, if they don't have exactly what you need, I would be surprised. But one thing that they do have there that you really will need is their knowledge on exactly what to take for the species you're chasing. Listen to them. Take their advice, and you're going to catch more fish. Ken, thanks for hooking up with us, and thanks for letting me know what the hell a 23-pound conical looks like. I appreciate it. Nice fish, by the way. Nice fish. Yeah, I want a picture of that. Take care, guy, and thanks for hooking up with us on California Sportsman. All right, Seth. Have a good day. Count on it, my friend. Count on it. That's an interesting conical. God, that drove me nuts for a while. Yeah, it would have drove me nuts, too. I was like, must have been, you well, know, because I didn't know who I could call that wouldn't snitch on me that Seth didn't know what a twenty-three pound conical was. Well, you know, I mean, we've all been on those on like the Caldon on a trip or the Real Magic or whatever, and you're bottom fishing and you catch you. Know, I always just look at James and go, "What is it? <laughs> what is it? And can I keep it? You know? Yeah, and you never know. Oh, that's a uh, okay. Yeah, that's I don't a know. Mini vermilion rockfish. What, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean that. 
uh, and I guess it's you're only you're only as dumb as where you're standing in the world. Well, you can identify your bass. I don't know if I caught a large mouth, a spotted, or a small well. I'll mouth give you that there. one. Okay. Well, you know what a small mouth looks like, and a spotted bass has a patch of teeth on his tongue, and a large mouth doesn't. Well, something hurt my thumb the other day, so that must have been that. That must bugger. have been what it was. Well, you They're know, not like ferocious teeth, but they are a little patch of teeth on their tongue, and that'll be a spot of bass. Well, let me tell you about some ferocious teeth. As these king salmon come in, they start getting a little gnarly. They have some teeth like a, like, like a, a dog. Like a Labrador puppy. They look like they got canines and everything else. And we got a guy live on the water right now on the Feather River. He's trying to catch one of these big things with those gnarly looking teeth. Let's go live on the water right now to the Feather River and hook up with Outcast Guide Service. Captain Justin Leonard hooks up with us live. Good morning, Justin. Hey, Justin's not there. Let's try it again. Now I got Justin there. How are you with me, bud? There we are. Good morning, guys. Details, details. It's not you your see- fault, Justin. Sep didn't press the button. And new headphones oh, are squeezing too hard on my head today, Perfect. obviously. Hey, Justin, are you starting to see any of those big gnarly fish showing up out your direction? Are you still waiting for them to drive by? I honestly think we have more fish more fish coming, but we're not where we should be. So I guess 50-50 on your look. Um, I fished a sack yesterday and had some fish coming through, and then we got some fish moving through on the feather. But it's, just, it's not where we should be. That's, uh, are they grabbing? Or are you having to force feed them and back them into holes and get them ticked off at your lure to grab it? Or what's the situation? Are you starting to use any row to see if that's having an impact? We, I've been doing mostly boondogging. Over on the feather, we're actually bobber fishing quite a bit just because of the low water condition, and it's been getting us a couple more bites. But uh, the plug fishing, I mean, you're good for a bite or two in the dark, and then after that, though, it's it's really tough to get bit on that plug. Well, the reports that I'm hearing is there are fish stacked up all the way to Benicia right now. There are guys tossing lures off the breakwater down there by the old railroad station that are catching king salmon right off of the rocks. And along the shoreline in places that you can get out where these fish are following the shore, they got to be all through the delta and it's just stacking up, waiting for this water. And water should be coming through right now from the storms last week. And as it trickles down from the foothills and the higher mountains, all that water is going to trickle these guys and spark them to move. What kind of temperature yeah. change did you see out there? So the feather, we dropped down to about 60, 61 degrees here after that last storm. And then right now I'm looking at 63 degrees. And then um, coming up or over on the sack yesterday, we had 61 degrees in the morning, and it was like 63-ish in the afternoon. But, um, it, you know, it's gonna, it'll come down some. But I think after this week we got some warm water temperatures coming, and it's going to heat kind of a couple degrees back up, at least at 65 degrees or so. Well, that's a whole lot better than 70-something that they were experiencing. And they, their ideal temperature range is like, 50 to 56, they'd really like to be hanging out in that temperature of water, and they'll uh, make the move. There's no doubt about it. But what's happening right now is a lot of people are thinking they're just flying by and heading all the way on up. I'm not sure that's the case. I think they're all stalling and waiting for exactly what Mother Nature's got waiting for them. I completely agree with you on that one. I know, I forget what boat was it was out there in the bay, but they did that study with tagging those fish out there in the or out in the ocean and just kind of they're monitoring them as they come through and we only have just over a dozen fish that swam through beneath out of 110 fish they tag so and then but the fish that have swam through have not come through sacramento so they're down there in the delta and i personally hanging in that deep water and whether or not you know pittsburgh south all the way in that deepest coldest water they could possibly get into 
for what they're doing, but I think we still have a lot of fish to come. And it just, you know, as we go, we're going to get more and more fish. No, no question about it. You know, this many fish are just hiding right now. They're not disappearing. They're not going away. They will be driving by you pretty soon. And if you've got a hook in the water, you're going to have an opportunity. And, folks, whether you go out on your own or you go out with a guide, be careful. Be courteous out there because when it gets going, it's going to be busy out there. It can be bumper cars in some areas, especially up at Old Mouth of Battle Creek and all those old holes way on up the hill. It can be really tricky, so be careful while you're out there and be respectful of other anglers that you're fishing with, too. Just don't go drifting right through them or over them or running over the areas with your boat going full speed that they're working. That's not real bright either. Justin, are you seeing much courtesy out there? Is it all pretty good because the fishing's still a little slow? Uh, you know, fish make people do crazy things, so the lack of fish has been making people do a little crazy things. But for the most part, we haven't had too much issue. It's mostly all guys. It's not a lot. Of, honestly, it's not a, pri- a lot of private boat guys out right now so and those are generally speaking not the problem but those are more you know inexperienced and have less respect on the water just because they're not on on the water every single day mostly uh, they just don't they just haven't had the experience out there and they're not knowledgeable about how they should be moving up and down the water exactly so uh we try and educate and everything and most most everyone you know once they learn they go okay you know then they start understanding either that or we slow down for them, and then they start going, oh, that makes sense. You know, let's do that. So normally guys pick it up pretty quick and don't have a lot of issues. But this year has been bad. Just a couple little boats that seem to be the same guys that we're noticing. Yeah, well, that's pretty much the case all the time. <laughs> yeah. You just got to deal with it. Well, folks, King Salmon action is going to explode. If you don't have a reservation, you're not going to get on the boat. I guarantee you, most of the guides that we're talking to, because we like to choose the top pros that are out there, the best communicators, these guys are probably booked solid for a month. How's your booking look right now for the next 30 days, Justin? Are you with me, Justin? How's your booking look for the next 30 days? Uh, I am booked up pretty much solid until October 20th, and then I'm going to take off opening weekend of duck season and then take off four days at the end of October to see if I can't fill two deer tags because I'm a little bit too busy right now to be able to take time off. Yeah, see so, uh, what I, see what I mean, folks. You got to make your reservations. If you haven't got one, get on a cancellation list. Get on somebody's list. Don't miss the opportunity. Justin, give them all the hookup info they need. Absolutely. Facebook and Instagram Outcast Guide Service. Outcast is two words, and on there it's got emails, reports, and my phone number, which is five three zero two seven seven six eight seven zero. All right, partner. Have a great day on the water and hook a couple for those clients today. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. Take care. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, it's RVing and Destinations. And then Captain Steve Mitchell, Sturgeon Fish on the Delta. He's got the clues for you to catch more fish right after this quick break. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. 
Bush. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorenz Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep-water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Brad's sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's super baits and cut plugs killers for salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's killer fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. It's time for RVing and destinations sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value and pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Hey, today I want to talk to you about space, everybody. Not outer space, but inner space. Storage space when you're using an RV. You know, I don't have the big spacious fifth wheel, 37 feet long that I used to. Now I've got everything in 24 feet. We had to make some hard decisions in our Class C motorhome, what we were going to leave behind. And some of the things that get left behind are quite often things like kayaks and bicycles or electric bikes and barbecues and generators just because there's not space to store it all but when you think of all the things that you would wish you could have along with you if it would fit into the rv you'd be a lot happier well there's three things you can think of right off the top that i've already mentioned people like to take kayaks out there that takes a lot of space normally on the outside the big motorhomes no problem slide right inside that's on those big diesel pushers and such Electric bikes, you can hang that $1,000 to $5,000 bike on your back of the rig just like a ladder and have it stolen any night you want, or you can keep it inside, or you can sleep with it inside the RV, or baby, better yet, leave it at home because it's just another big thing that really didn't fit. The other thing is everybody's, I mean, they're taking smokers like Traegers now. Really? Come on, if you want barbecue flavor out there, you might have to compromise a little bit. 
Instead of taking a big barbecue along when you're limited amount of storage on board, and you know, there's some neat $5 portable barbecues that come in an aluminum tray with a rack and everything on it. Throw a match on it, the whole thing lights, you can barbecue and throw it all away. The generators are something you really have to think about when you're out there. And if you're out without one, you're totally reliant on the battery in your rig or car or camper, motorhome, class C, class B, whatever you own. You're totally reliant on the power in that battery. And you know, after you use it during the day or at the night, if you're using a heater on board, God forbid, turn that key in the morning, you might hear a clicking sound or nothing at all. Not a sound you want to hear when you're out on the road. So generators do make it easy. They're a little noisy, but they do give you power when you need it. And you always got to remember your quiet hours, you know, after 10 o'clock at night and after before 8 o'clock in the morning, it's usually shut everything off or s some rules, but most campgrounds have rules. And then there's always the solar power. I bought the Jackery. I haven't had to use it yet. 1500 fully charged lithium battery pack with solar panels that'll charge by the sun in just a few hours. So you can plug it in and recharge it when you do have power. And it allows you to use almost everything on board except your big fan for the heating system and air conditioning. They aren't going to work off of it. But soon they'll have some, I'm sure, for all of us. So space is important. I take along an electric bike. We'll sleep with it if we have to. It's great transportation when you have a Class C motorhome like us, and we're not taking a motorcycle or anything along with us. So that's the only thing I really miss out on. I found those great options for the barbecues. Five bucks a time, throw it away after you use it. And my rig has a generator in it, which is built in. I really don't have to worry too much about that unless I'm running out of fuel. So it's always a good thing to think about. Your fuel may be propane running your generator or your fuel may be gasoline. Whatever it is, make sure you're full, comfortable, and ready to go with the toys that you need, not the toys you wish you had. And then maybe just buy a bigger motorhome. Get a hold of my friends at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome and they'll fix you up with a real big one, I'm sure. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Henderson. Hey, we've got a show full and lots of action ahead for you. I tell you, it just keeps getting better and better. The phone calls I'm getting, the photos I'm seeing... And you're going to start seeing a lot of photos pretty quick. A nice big old sturgeon. That's for certain. Let's go live on the water right now to the Delta and climb on board with one of the best. With Hooked Up Sport Fishings, Captain Steve Mitchell hooks up with us now. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, Seth. Good morning, Captain. Hey, tell us a little bit about the Delta Sturgeon. You're making the transition from going out the gate, fishing the bay, and it's time for you to settle back in in your Delta with your great sturgeon action. 
Well, uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of both. We're going to be doing a sturgeon, and we're still going to be out there on the bay as well doing our crab combos with the crab and the, and the cod and all that good stuff on the other boat. But uh, right now, of course, we're definitely focused on the uh, sturgeon, being that that's what's happening right now. And uh, it's good fishing right now, Seth. It's good fishing for everything, except crab right now because it's closed, but that opportunity comes up the first Saturday in November unless they delay for some reasons. You know, the sturgeon fishing is, Steve, you you guys have all proven that it can be a year-round fishery if you know what you're doing out there. Are you finding these fish are active right now? Are they moving around a lot? Or are they kind of wishing the water would cool down too? Yeah, I think they're kind of wishing the water would cool down a little bit, but they are a little bit of everywhere, everywhere that we're looking for them at, they, they seem to be there. Um, we went out uh, last night, so our trip today, actually the guys, uh, some of the, the, the people fell off and everything, so we ended up going out last night, and I've been up all night. We've been out on the water all night, and it was really, really good fishing. Um, for uh, last night, we ended up with uh, two slot fish, a uh, couple of shorts, and so many missed opportunities. <laughs> but uh, the action was it was it was definitely incredible and definitely definitely there. The fish is just really want to choose. So um, I'm looking forward to a good sturgeon season, Seth, because it just seems to be promising the way everything is just shaping up and everything. I mean, the, of course, the water is still a little bit warm right now, dealing with like. Uh, 68 to 69 degree temperatures and everything. So, of course, all those fish will be off in those deep pool areas. And uh, that's right in our backyard, right up out of Pittsburgh. So, looking forward to it it happening, you know. How about top baits and offerings right now this time of year? Is there anything that works more effectively than another? Well, I I would say the roll, but, you know, last night we threw a little bit of everything at them. We threw roll at them, we threw eel at them, and they bit both. So right now, I don't think they're really being too choosy. I think they're really highly active, you know, and especially at nighttime when the water cools down a little bit, they come a, become a little bit more active than what they would be in the daytime because that water is pretty dang warm. And, of course, when we're out there, we're seeing surface temperatures, so those deep pools is probably a little bit cooler down below there, but for the most part, it's still warm water. And... uh you know, we, we're seeing them in, in record numbers, like, stacked up in there. They they haven't died off in that area, like in some of the areas, like, uh, I guess, up in the uh, Napa River and uh, somewhere around the Straits. They was finding all those dead ones from that red tide. But up in our area, they're pretty good. So yeah, the red tide, was, red tide certainly affected some of the species out there, but they say now that that's starting to diminish, which would be nice to get it completely out of here. You know, uh, you mentioned missed opportunities when you fish all night. Is that like missed opportunities because there was snoring going on? or? Well, missed opportunities because sometimes some of your bigger fish can be a little bit more sneakier than that smaller <laughs> uh, shaker fish, you know? You mean you're not smaller... seeing that classic sturgeon pump on some of those? Yeah, so the bigger fish, that that bigger fish, you're not really seeing it all like that. They've been biting really, really soft, so you have to really key into what you're looking at, you know. And uh, the smaller ones, of course, they bite aggressive, 
and that's the, the, that's just pretty much the way they get down anyway. But those bigger ones, they, they barely they know how to barely barely touch your line, but get your bait. And if you're not paying attention, you know you're having a conversation, your eyes is not focused on the rod tip, you can slip and and miss out on a, a good bite or whatever. But uh, last night we ended up with a couple of good ones out of it, you know, and then a couple of shorts and. Like I said, the missed opportunities did present themselves, but we look for that, you know, because if without no action, then we'd be kind of like puzzled, like what's going on here. But we know that we had the action there, so that's kind of looking good for us. Well, this is one of those species that you need to be in touch with what's going on if you want to get it to the boat, because it isn't one of those they'll gobble the bait and bend the rod for you, folks. You got to pay. It it, you got to pay attention. You got to do what the captain tells you or the deckhand tells you if you want to successfully get it to the boat. Well, Steve, one of the things they got to do is get on board the boat if they want to get hooked up. So, folks, whether you're running around with halibut or doing the transition time, going back to the salt or out to the into the delta for some great sturgeon action, now is the time to get a hold of Steve Mitchell and hooked up sport fishing and book the trip of your dreams. Steve, give them all the hookup they need. Yeah, guys, I can definitely be reached at 707-655-6736, or you can find me on the web at hookedupsportfishing.com or either on Facebook at Hooked Up Sport Fishing SF Charters or either on uh, Instagram as Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us today. Glad you had a great day on the water. I hope you'll go home and get some rest eventually. But uh, great to hear that sturgeon action is cooking. And just around the corners, all that great crab action and everything else they're looking for, make your reservations. You ever hear me say that before, folks? I'm going to pound it into your head because you need to have a reservation. Everybody wants to get in on action when it's hot. Steve, have a great day. Have a great rest. And thanks for hooking up with us. We appreciate it. All right, Seth. You guys have a good one. Take care. Fishing is fun, but hooking is the only way. We're going to show you how to catch some fish today. Well, that can only mean one thing. The man himself, the rod father from Fisherman's Warehouse Stores, Mr. Alan Fong, joins us live right now. Good morning, Alan. Morning. How you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing okay. How about you, Kent? You all right over there? Yeah. Right, I'm fine. Yeah, we're all good. Okay, well, it's Hey, Alan, I watched your salmon video. You dog, you caught a couple of salmon jigging with spoons, man. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of them in the river. I'm marking a lot of them, but a lot of them aren't biting. Once in a while, you'll get one to strike at it. And one of the things, you know, when you're jigging in like 18 to 25 feet of water, those fish, you know, they're starting to move in the system. Water's way too warm. And when they strike, they kind of miss it. But your line's still there, and you're going to snag them. So just net them and release them. Let them swim back on their way. Abs- no big deal. Absolutely. You know, it, it's so nice knowing that they're here, knowing that they're coming. Everybody is just wondering where the masses are. And I'm getting reports from Benicia, guys out there talking silvertrons and everything else. And it's kind of amazing that uh, we're not seeing as many stacked up at the rivers yet. What's your feeling on what's going on? Um, You know, just being in the shop, the guys that know how to line and um, <laughs> know the rivers, they've been catching them. There's a lot of them in the system. Um, one of the guys that manages the store or warehouse over here, he's been going a lot in American, and he's been knocking the hell out of them. And um, 
the mouth of the feather is a really good place to go, but there's starting to be more and more guys because the water level drops so low you could walk out from the bank, and they're they're catching them. When they come through there, they're getting them. Yeah, they get right at the depth. That's the key thing when you're using that lining technique, which many people and up in Alaska, the wardens watch you like a hawk when you're using the lining technique. But California has adjusted it to no longer than a six-foot leader. Is that correct, Ellen? Six foot. There's guys down there throwing longer leaders, and the warden's been checking. So, you know, you guys got to be careful. You throw longer than a six. You're going to get a ticket. That's good. So, That's yeah. good because it it really is a method of, I guess, legally hooking a fish because they, as they breathe down there, they're pumping their mouths open a little bit to get in the water going past yeah. the gills and everything. And what happens is this line just sinks into their mouth, and then as you start to retrieve the line, it comes along and sticks either in the outside of the fish's mouth or the inside and fish on. Sometimes you catch them in the dorsal, sometimes you catch them in the tail, and it makes for a rather interesting fight, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> and, you know, and to me, you know, it's just, that ain't no different than spooning or anything else. You know, a lot of these fish, when they come in our river system, they don't eat no more. They they strike out of anger, you know, or just disgusted. But, you know, there's just so much to it. And, you know, last week, Denise was up at the hatchery looking around. She saw a couple of fish in there. Then she was there yesterday, and she said that thing's loaded. Yeah. I think they're just slowly creeping by us, and we're not seeing it, obviously. They're probably moving more at night than we anticipate. That's why I always ask these guides that are on the water, are you seeing a lot of fish moving early in the day, you know, as they move from hole to hole, heading their way up? Yep. They're there. They're around there. There's gonna It's a lot to come this rain. I hope to help a little bit. It pushed the stripers in, that's for damn sure. So, you know, we need more rain. Absolutely. And the t- temperatures are cooling down in the river. We heard uh, Captain Justin Leonard up on the feather telling us it's uh, cooling down a little bit. It's not getting down to the ideal range, but it's certainly being more comfortable, so the fish won't be as stressed. Maybe they won't get diseased before they have an opportunity to drop their eggs because they can start yeah. getting fungus and everything. You know, there's physiological changes that happen in a fish when they enter the system, the king salmon like this. As they move into the system, they just, they're done eating essentially. They, they're entire, all the organs in their body start shrinking. Only the sex organs and everything are still functioning well for the reproduction aspects yep. once they get up on the stream. The throats actually can close off and nothing can go down. The stomach starts to just diminish. All of the organs start to shrink down smaller and smaller, and there is only one thing on their mind, and that's spawning and the survival of the species. And that's what makes this such an exciting thing. If we can just get water, we can get in front of these fish, and we can enjoy the benefit that these fish have, rather than watch it diminish like it has over the years with these uh, droughts and everything else causing constant impact. And now trucking the fish around is bringing back some fish for action, but it is doing nothing for the natural reproduction of fish in our Sacramento and San Joaquin systems out here with the Feather River and everything else. We need more water, and by God, we're going to get it one way or another. we got to have a communication with Mother Nature here pretty quick. Yeah, we do. Alan, the guys that are fishing uh, Verona area, are they still having to launch at Elkhorn and run up? Um, yes, they do. Um, but now the water flows, if you watch it and it gets below 18, you could walk out from the bank. Wow. So when it gets higher, they're launching at Elkhorn. There's nothing open. Everything's closed. And then they're running, parking their boats, and getting out. 
two channels. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's getting it's getting skinny and tight at a lot of places out there. I understand a couple of ramps have closed down Fresno area. I'll get to that here in a little bit as soon as I dig up those notes. Alan, uh, one of your new videos was all about bass at Berryessa. You were there the day before I was. Tell them. Yeah, about. I was there, I was there on Tuesday and Wednesday, and Tuesday the first stop I had a phenomenal nonstop for hours, and they're in thirty five to sixty feet of water. And then the Wednesday I took uh, Rick Teagues from Blade Runner, and we were testing some flutter spoons and. We're we're smashing them. I mean, that lake is unbelievable. So, you know, it's a lot of shad in there. Uh, the fish are spitting up shad, and they're already three inches long. So I saw some. Know, I saw to, some four inches long, man. There I are, know. what. I, I'm just hoping they don't close that lake because we talked to the owner at Markley, and he said if it doesn't rain, it would probably be the middle of October, and there will be no more ramp in the water. And I know those salmon are going to come up. I just have a funny feeling. I got one on uh, Thursday, but we caught four of those damn green things that you enjoy catching. I look at <laughs> I look at those bass as like a carp coming up when it hits you. You would. Yeah. You told everybody you were bass fishing. Yeah, well. <laughs> and you know, good at it is what you should have told yeah, me. I should, yeah, I got my five. Yeah. Yeah, got my five. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I was telling Kent earlier, it's a, every time, I, oh, this one feels nice. Oh, geez, really fighting. This is a little different fight here. And I'd be reeling up, and all you'd hear on my boat when we'd see the color go, oh, man, another <laughs> another green carp on the end of the line. Well, your techniques obviously are working out there. You got a video coming on those techniques that you were using for the bass? Yep, be out pretty quick. So, you know, we're going to show how to spoon them. Well, folks, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't checked out Alan Fong's Outdoors yet, you need to be there on YouTube and examine the whole thing. You can get subscriptions. You can get some techniques and tackle tips and everything there that Alan's sharing with you and up-to-date information. We give you the most current on Saturday. Alan gives you the most current, what, on Wednesdays? Yeah, Wednesday. Cause report comes out Wednesday. You can't miss it. Great information, great stuff to help you become a better angler out there. Alan, where are you going next? What's your plan for this coming week? Folsom Lake. Uh-oh. You going for kings or are you going to go for bass? I'll, I'm going to look around for both. <laughs> Need any waste See, I keep telling him I'd do a show with him on Folsom. Now he's going without me. See yeah, that? Well, that's the way, that's the way it works. Yeah. Let's see how he is. You um, need, maybe he needs some waypoints me. so he can miss all those trees. Out I there. don't need to do a show that bad. <laughs> I, um, I just have a funny feeling and I got some friends that have been up there and, um, they did some, they had some really nice fish the other day and they're spooning them. So. Heck, and you want to go? You can come. You want to go? Do I need to bring a boat? Nope. Oh. Jump in with me. All right. I'm, well, you live, call me. You know, I'm going uh, Monday if you want to go. All right, call me. All right. All right. <laughs> I have a boat. Glad too, they worked. So. Glad they worked out there fishing. <laughs> See how easy that was. So. Yeah, Alan, you and I are going down. Uh, we're going for Big Eye out of Bodega Bay tomorrow. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere tomorrow. That's a fact. Alan, it's great having you here on the show. And I folks, I hope you'll get over to Alan Fong Outdoors on YouTube and check out every week. He comes out with a video on fishing and a video on the fishing, updated fishing reports and what's going on out there. You get a subscription simply by clicking on it. It's absolutely free and it pops up in your desktop every time you need it. 
Alan, thanks for hooking up with us today. We appreciate it, my friend. We look forward to what you got next week. Take care and thanks much. See you later. All right. See you, buddy. See you later. Quick break right now. When we come back, Mr. Mike Ogney is going to get us up to speed on saltwater action right after I got to go. Alan and I might go fishing Monday. Maybe. I got to get out of here. We'll see. Better clean that boat. I know. One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot top gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the top gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on the water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world, and Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers, and the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, now here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Well, now that we know what professional bass fishermen do on their on their day off. Yeah, I don't know why anybody go after those fish. Oh, well. <laughs> Somebody's got to get them out of the lake so our trout and salmon species have more room, that's for sure. Yeah, well, so they're not all eaten is why. <laughs> hey, uh, it's been, there's some warm it's water fingers up and down the coast, aren't there? Yeah, you know, I looked at the SST this morning, and it kind of caught me by surprise. We actually have cold water um, from the north the North Islands, Point Reyes, and it runs north, about a 20-mile-wide band 
up beyond uh, Point Arena, almost up to up to Cape Mendocino. We have a nice band at Colder Water. That's great news for salmon. That's where the salmon are going to hang out and feed and uh, spend the uh, the uh, fall and the early winter in because they're going to need that to survive. But outside of that, I mean, they're catching a little bit of everything. I had one buddy here out of Bodega Bay. They had a 170-pound big-eye tuna the other day. Took them like three hours to, to get it in. Um, Taija, who uh, who runs the uh, the uh, real real obsession sport fishing, a six pack out of uh, Bodega Bay, they were up out of Fort Bragg and they lost a yellow fin tuna after like a five hour battle. Is that the and one they lost right at the side of the boat? Yep, oh. yep. That was the that was one. And 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 the next day, Merlin's uh, memorial, they were still talking about it and, and still. Still a little butt hurt from it. It was, uh, it was just you know you put that much effort into it. They were still disappointed. But there's a little mix of everything out there. Big eye tuna, lots and lots and lots of albacore. I'm hearing a striped marlin and bluefin tuna, and it's it's pretty amazing. If you got albacore gear on though, and you hook a bluefin, uh, well, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, you say goodbye to that lure and some line when that happens. All, all the line. <laughs> I was talking to Ken Brown at Bodega Tackle earlier today, and he's saying exactly what you're saying. Guys are stopping in there buying tuna gear right now and getting all the baits they need and heading straight to the launch ramps. Yeah, and it's just, and, and I look at my stuff. I mean, nothing that I have in my albacore arsenal can even handle half of those fish cruising around out there. But it's been a it's been a, a summer of exotics and I think it's gonna continue. The weather's fantastic, Sap. I just looked at the Bodega Bay buoy. Today's number is six. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, two knots of wind over a four foot swell. Even even you can handle that. Yeah. And on the salmon front, it's been slow at Bodega Bay. Rick Powers had a great score yesterday. He had uh, twenty four limits of Lincoln. I think it was up to twenty seven pounds. And uh, down off the Golden Gate, it's been just a very slow pick for the most part. My boat yesterday that I heard of was RJ on on the Sundance. He runs out of Emeryville, and he was RJ one Waldron. shy. RJ Waldron, hell of a fisherman and duck hunter, by the way. Yeah, good duck hunter. Well, he was a hell of a fisher, fisherman yesterday because he was one shy of five limits of salmon out the uh, gate. It was a high boat down there. So there's still some big silver suitcases around, but you're going to have to put your time in for them. And um, it, the weather's the, the weather's on, and I would bet you that Fort Bragg and Bodega Bay, there are already guys who are thirty plus miles offshore already, and they just got the they just got the tuna gear in the water fifteen minutes ago. Well, let's wish them a whole lot of luck. I know they're going to have a great time out there if they get that gear down, and I I hope they all hook up out there and enjoy the great opportunities. Mike, we got to run. I thank you so much for your updates every week, and we appreciate you. And Kent and I both discussed all this warm water finger and this variety of fish coming in. They're all paying respects to Merlin right now. You have a good one, my friend. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. All right. You guys know how this whole thing works. we got another hour right ahead of you. We're going to hurry into it because we're going to be talking to Jay Lopes. He's out on Right Hook Sport Fishing. We've got Captain J.D. Ritchie at Pyramid and Tahoe information and a whole lot more, lots more, right after this quick break. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. 
coming up next. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lawrence electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all, and their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lawrence Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lawrence Live and the full line of Lawrence products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point's opening day will be Saturday, October 22nd. We'll be planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesdays through Sundays from 8 to 3. Come out and use your bird card or day shoots are available all season long. Remember, in the early season, conditions are still warm and dry, so bring plenty of water for your dog. They may be in great shape, but typically aren't conditioned to hunt hard for long periods of time that early in the season. Sporting clays are available Thursdays through Sundays till then if you're looking to get your gun out and warm up for the season as well. Check out all the details at quailpoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217. If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing, and the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback, owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor, the entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service, offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater water salmon steelhead and stripers too check out eurekafishing.net or call tony sepulveda now at 707-845-9588 and now more california sportsmen with seth hendrickson you know these new headphones kids are a great idea if you can figure out how to put them on your ears just them over your heads. So. I got it over the head. We're we're working on it. We're working on it. You realize that headphones probably don't come with instructions. They're pretty self-explanatory. They didn't come with how to put them together either. Right. There you I, go. I didn't know what button to push where. And speaking of that, you know, we've got Captain Jay Lopes from Right Hook Sport Fishing joining us right now as soon as I reach over and punch up the button. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I don't want to talk to you about what you're doing today. I want to talk to you what you did last week down in San Diego. Tell our listeners about your trip down there. The best ever trip you've ever been on? Yeah, I've been on, you know, I've been going down there in the last decade and we've seen some really good trips. We fished the Royal Polaris, 
which is a, you know, a long-range boat. Um, and we've seen some really good trips. But this trip, considering we had to dodge hurricanes, we had to run from hurricanes in either direction, um, we had some stellar, stellar bluefin tuna fishing and yellowtail fishing. And I even caught my personal best 200-pound bluefin on a jig at 3.30 in the morning. So that was fun. <laughs> Well, who uh, who helped you get trip. who helped you get that in, Jay? Oh man, I needed all the help in the world <laughs> on that one. I bet. I I know what a fifty pound alba or a forty pound albacore feels like. I can only imagine what a two hundred pounder be like on the other end. That'd be like fifteen oh, twenty minutes into it, you're going. Uh, somebody else want to fight this for a while? <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. But you know what? If I were to do that, the guys would have never. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only word you hear on board is that you're a wimp is exactly what you yeah. hear. You never want to tap out on one of these fish, folks. They'll bad time you until uh, your feet get on dry land again. Yeah, for sure. But now we had a killer trip. I, we brought back tons of fish. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, we're going to need to link up. Uh, you and Kent. And I got some bluefin and uh, yellowtail for you guys. So. Well, you just let us yeah. know when because Kent will bring his refrigerator truck and meet with you. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's do it. Well, Jay, what are you targeting today? Where are you heading out? We are going up the north coast. We're going rock cod, link cod fishing. Um, this is our last weekend. Today and tomorrow is kind of bittersweet. Um, but we're going to be closing up shop down here in the bay in ocean. It's been a great year. I mean, we had just... An awesome summer from the halibut to the salmon and, you know, the rock cod fishing going very strong. Um, but, uh, you know what? We always look forward to this time of year, but we're heading up the coast. We're going to fill these guys up with some rock fish, hopefully a few lean cod and, uh, send everyone home happy. And, uh, these, these are always just great trips, non-stressful trips and a good way to fill the freezer. You moving around the corner and going to be doing sturgeon fishing next? Oh yeah. We start next Saturday is our first trip, October 1st. Guys that have already started, I think Steve Mitchell ran yesterday. The other six packs have uh, started. It's, it's time. The days are getting shorter. We got some uh, cool mornings and we're getting a little rain. And it's just a perfect remedy of a, a great fall ahead. So we're getting ready. All right, Captain, give them all the hookup information they need so they can get on board with Right Hook Sport Fishing and enjoy a great day on the water, my friend. Yes, give us a call here. So 916. 916- Four one seven five six seven zero, and on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Give us a call, and uh, let's go catch that fish of a lifetime this uh, this fall. There you have it, folks. An invite from one of the best in the West, Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing. Jay, have a great day on the water, and I'm glad you had a great saltwater trip to remember. Take care. Yes, thanks. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, our next guest, I want to hurry. He's a little busy this morning. Yeah, he's got a boatload. He's heading out, and our next guest is probably doing the same thing. He had a little iffy. Cell phone reception, they say it's okay now. Let's hurry to Captain J.D. Ritchie, who fishes Lake Tahoe and Pyramid. I don't even know if he's on the water today. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. How are you guys doing? You're on the water today. I can tell the echo inside that monstrous boat of yours. Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, just uh, missed the fish. Uh, got one just before that, so put the line back out as we speak. Well, I know you're not fishing Pyramid because it doesn't open till next week, but uh, you're probably on Tahoe going after Max this morning. Are you trying something a little more exotic? Uh, no, we are Max and Coke fishing. Uh, the Coke, actually, Coke has been really good. Uh, we got back from Alaska. And, uh, hey, J.D., 
JD, we got a little problem with the phone there. You got me on speaker? That better? Get off the speaker phone. It should be better. Yeah, just a little too much background noise and everything going How's on. How's that? Oh, that better? That's outstanding. Hey, JD's here. Hey, JD's with us now. Yeah, much hey. much clearer. There was kind of staticky stuff going on in the background. Sorry, so, just run around. Um, you're on Max, where and, was I? <laughs> Max and Cokes right now. Yeah, the uh, the Cokes are so thick that, uh, you know, sometimes your fish finder can't read through them. It's been a phenomenal Coke year and Mac year all summer. Gosh, it's been it was actually hard to go to Alaska because the fishing was so good here. And, uh, you know, I got back last Saturday and same thing, just picked up right where I left off and and uh, a few more few more days of this and then off to uh, Pyramid. Well, it opens up October 1st for some of the biggest world-class cutthroat there is. Pretty, pretty chilly on Tahoe this morning? It sounded like it. He sounds like he's a little yeah. bundled. Well, you know... <laughs> It was fine until we got into this bank of ice fog, and the temp drops like 700 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, if you guys heard that clicking sound that was going on over there, that's J.D.'s downriggers coming up from how deep are the Mackinac? Uh, the Macs are one, 120, 140. Um, the Cokes are about 80, 85. And so we've got just one Coke line down and three, three for Max trying to – a little trophy hunt early this morning. Uh, there's some really big marks under the schools of Kokanee, so figure we'll give that a try first, and then we'll go do some bait drifting and all that good stuff too, jigging. What kind of condition? Just, what kind of condition are the Kokanee in right now? Because it's getting a little late. They should be starting to turn. Yeah, we just kicked one loose a minute ago. That was, you know, bright red. Uh, we've been getting some shiny ones too. So you just kind of got to pick your way through them. Um, it's a it's a mix. And uh, they're also biting on the on the jig, which is kind of fun. So we've uh, never done that. Are you working uh, the uh, west shore over there by Richardson? Yeah, down here, South Shore, right off of Taylor Creek, where yeah, it's where I figure there must you must be playing those kokanee stacking up at Taylor Creek to go up to spawn to draw in the Mackinac and everything else because those Max know what happens every year right there too, don't they? They sure do, and and uh, unfortunately, Taylor Creek is essentially dry. The Forest Service opened the dam and let all the water out last week, um, so these kokanee don't have anywhere to go. It's kind of kind of like DWR all over again. You know, it's like seems like they always drop stuff right before uh, you know fish are you know supposed to come back home. So well, hopefully there'll be some other tributaries that they can find. If not, uh, they'll hang out right there in front of it until water does come around it, I would imagine. Uh they do yeah. plant fish on the Nevada side too, so there's obviously streams that enter Lake Tahoe from that side. Yep, yeah, there's a few. Taylor Creek's the main one though. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate it's not coming down right now, but uh you know with the way that coconut are planted right now, we don't have to worry about the spawn. They're getting the eggs out of the stampede area in Truckee, out of the lakes over there, and they plant plenty of them in there so that uh, well, everybody's got fish opportunities. We don't we don't get planted anymore here. Well, oh, no. not even any kokanee? No kokanee, no. Well, I wonder if the Nevada side is still doing it because they had some pretty respectful no. numbers up there too. No, nobody is. So it's uh, that's why I'm concerned about the creek because it's you know it's all self-sustaining the last three or four years. So well, JD, 
is your move to Pyramid. Uh, I know you're being booked on there, and I want a date. We need to set yep. one up right away for me and Mr. Smalley and possibly our wives at the same time. So uh, okay. start planning one for me. Let me know when it's going to be the peak of the biggest fish that particular day I want, okay? Yeah, yeah, the, the best bite, the best weather, the uh... – Yep, yep, yeah, got you, it. Uh, you know, you know what I want, and the best food on board too. So we don't want to miss any of those opportunities. Sounds good, JD. Give them all the hookup information. I know the bookings are coming fast and furious, probably for you for Pyramid. But folks, if you want to get a spot, just like I just did, you need to make a reservation. And JD will pick one for you if he's got the spot in the calendar. You're about to have a world class cutthroat trout opportunity in one of the best lakes for cuts in the world. JD, thanks for hooking up with us. Sorry we got to run so quick. You have a great one, and we'll talk to you again real soon, my friend. You bet. Thank you. All right. He's a great guy and a great guy. Just got back from Alaska to take care of business. Hey, Mr. Brown, isn't it about time for gun owners? It is, Sap. And some sad news from our friends at Gun Owners of California. They've announced that the Fairfield Vacaville dinner yeah. has been postponed to next year. Yep. Nothing Downer. bad's happened. Just unforeseen circumstances have arisen that are unavoidable. So stay tuned. For a new date and uh and a Kinder's barbecue. But uh, if you're planning to come to the dinner or not, you can still support Gunners California by purchasing your twenty twenty three fifty two guns of fifty two weeks raffle tickets. They're on sale now. Give them a call at nine one six nine eight four fourteen hundred and they can get you all taken care of. Winner number thirty nine of the twenty twenty two gun owners of California, fifty two guns, fifty two weeks raffle. Ticket 135, Ricky Harder of Rescue. You've got a Ruger 1022 semi-auto rifle and 22 long rifle. They'll be giving you a call and uh, getting you down to do all the proper paperwork on that gun. Gun Owners of California, uh, America's oldest pro-gun political action committee in their 47th year of fighting for your gun rights. Thank you, sir. Unfortunately, I didn't win again. Again, no, no. It's I a Ruger have... 1022. You probably have one of those already. Several, thank you. There you go. Matter of fact, just sold one, too. Perfect. Hey, we're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, it's time for the man himself back from a long-range trip, Senior Tuna, our own Steve Carson, hooks up with us next. Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot Parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain J. Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. There's, There's a, a new, new ghost, ghost in town. There's a new ghost in town. Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghosted. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West West El Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 
5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle. 916-692-8520. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products, including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle at local retailers, and check out Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fishermen and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare, manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us live is the man himself right now, the director of Penn Fishing University's our own senior tuna. Mr. Steve Carson joins us live. Good morning, Tuna. Good morning, Seth. Well, was that the searcher you were on this week or last week? I was on the searcher, and uh, we did quite well. Everybody's been doing quite well. And, in fact, of course, there's Dorado spread out from Westport, Washington, to Cabo San Lucas, which by my calculations is about 2,500 miles of Dorado. Um and um, I, I, I managed to hear the uh, the very end of Jay Lopes' report. And, um, of course, we've been sending tuna up into northern California, yellowfin tuna, bluefin tuna, big-eye tuna, Dorado, and lots of albacore, just to make sure that, that the few anglers up there that weren't already hooked on San Diego are now hooked. Basically, we, we own you now. That's how you hooked Captain Lopes. That's how you hooked James Smith. That's how you hooked all of them. They go down there for a little lightweight trip. They have these phenomenal trips of the lifetime, and they've been doing it for years now and will continue, I'm sure, until they drop over at the rail. Uh, yeah. Basically, once you start, once you start doing San Diego trips, you forget about all those other kinds of fish. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. That's but, why. I, um, that's it, it's an interesting, uh, you know, sort of a conversion time of year. Of course, the, the days are getting a little bit shorter. The water's cooling off a little bit. But the massive school of Dorado has interestingly bypassed San Diego and southern Orange County, and it's all the way up off of Santa Barbara, uh, which is like never happened. Uh, you've got tuna spread out all over the place. You still have, guess what, Sep? You still have to fish. They're not leaping in the boat, filleting themselves, and adding uh, adding the proper spices before they leap into the into the oven. Um, so not every boat is getting limits every time. Although I did just uh, quickly check to see if anybody had, had had already checked in this morning. And at 6:39 a.m. today, uh, the Fortune checked in uh, at the docks in San Diego. With their limit of yellow, uh, excuse me, their limit of blue fin tuna, plus a few yellow fin tuna and yellow tail for 18 anglers. So, you know, it's still happening. Some of the boats that go out after Dorado get them. Some don't. Um, 
the the big thing with the bluefin tuna, and this has been going on for a while, is it's at night. It's in the nighttime. And there are a few anglers, you know, I'm not naming names. I'm not one of them, who literally, like, if it's the middle of the night, they're asleep. They're not getting up. They're not, They're you know, they're not. Uh-oh. We lost tuna. Way to go, Ace. <clears throat> we lost tuna. We lost tuna because of a uh, big finger in another room. I oh, really? Done. Somebody pressed the wrong Just button in there? cleared the whole thing. Oh, uh, well, tuna, tuna's good. He'll call back. Yes, he will. 2,500 Just... miles of Dorado. That's a big stretch. That's like, a big what, bunch what of Dorado, man. You're catching Dorado outside of Bodega Bay, dude. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Hopefully this warm wet, this warm water will bring us some rain. I, I was impressed when the Dorada were being caught five, six, seven miles from shore down there. Yeah. Now look at it. It's 2,500 mile long stretch. Yeah, and all the way to Washington. That's just nuts. I mean, that, that whole fishing, um, you know, between what they're doing out there. I mean, a striped marlin in Bodega Bay, Sep, that's kind of unheard of. Absolutely. I was going to mention that to Steve next. And yeah. It looks like Mr. Tuna is here now. All right. Well, let's bring him back up. Well, I can't do that until Nate gets his finger off the button. Now we got it. Now everybody knows it was Nate that it screwed up. It was Nate's fault. Nate screwed up. Not Nate me. did This it. is the first time I've ever screwed up around here. Don't worry about it. Nate happens a million times. Mr. Tuna, are you there? Sep, I know you're upset that I, I'm telling you about all these giant fish that are being caught. But you know what? You gotta get out there. You gotta fish. Oh, you absolutely do, folks. And if, if salt water and long range and big fish is your thing, man, if you're not doing it or moving towards that salt right now, you're making a big mistake. Steve, action is obviously going to continue for a while. This is like what the third year in a row we've had an El Nino. Well, you know, all the El Nino, La Nina, et cetera, predictions are always wrong. They can only make those kind of predictions in the past tense after they've already happened. More importantly, it's been since 2016. So what is that? That's six years, six years in a row. We have had this phenomenal off the rails, crazy, insane, good fishing. Anytime you hear some crusty old dude, and I, I resemble that remark, crusty old dude. Um, saying some version of, oh, it's nothing like the good old days, their memory is shot. These are the good old days. It has never, ever been this good. Really? So, now, just, when I hear that from an experienced saltwater angler like you, I get it. You left out old, experienced saltwater right. angler. That's right. Like him. You, like, you left out crusty too. Crusty. You didn't leave out crusty. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's absolutely amazing that this can be the best now, this sounds terrible, Steve, in your lifetime. I know how much you saltwater ow, fish. I know the ow, trips that ow, you've taken. Ow. And for you to say yeah. that this is the best you've ever experienced, that's something. And when I, when I say that, I don't mean, you know, it's not like the fish bite every single day. Anytime you go to a, a resort or hear a guide say, oh, we catch fish every day, they're lying too. Um, you know, but overall, the last six years, California saltwater, the best fishing in history by a mile well that's exactly what everybody wants to hear that's involved in it steve when they're going out right now guys up here like going out of bodega and places with the anticipation of getting into some of these warm water fingers what do they need to be taking how heavy a gear should they be hauling 
Well, you know, you don't need to have a big old 130 reel, but my, my suggestion for the size of the fish that have been being caught, the maximum size fish I've seen are around 200 pounds. And, and by the way, tuna are much harder to land than marlin. There's been a couple of marlin hooked. Marlin are a light tackle fish. Tuna are a heavy tackle fish. Uh, you want to have, you know, your 80-pound gear, um, a pen 16 or a pen 20 size reel. If you really want to move up, you can use a 30 wide size reel, 80 pound test, 100 pound test. Uh, you control some of the plugs like the, uh, the Mad Max, the, uh, the Savage Speed Max, uh, good old cedar plugs are good. Uh, you will catch some fish on the various types of trolling feathers and, um, not a lot of people in Northern California have been fishing the heavy knife jigs like the like we've been using down in San Diego for you know the last number of years. And I haven't heard a lot about a lot of people in Northern California fishing at night. That has really, really been a key is getting over the schools of tuna. Uh, they're more than happy to feed at night using the glow in the dark jigs. You've got your line marked. They're deep. You know, on your fish finder, you may find the fish at 250, 300, 350, even 400 feet. Drop the jigs down there. Those fish will almost always bite if you get the jigs down to the proper depth. So, um, yeah, yeah, don't go out there with your 25-pound test. And don't think that just because you caught a big sturgeon or a big shark on something that it's going to be suitable for tuna. You want tuna gear for tuna. It's just another weight class, another strength class fish beyond anything else that's in the water. Steve Carson, our own senior tuna, one of the top saltwater anglers in the nation, if not the world, telling you what's going on. It is great, folks. If you have the opportunity, get out on the water with the right tackle, the right goodies, and Penn makes most of them that you would need without question. Tuna, thanks for hooking up with us today, and thanks for getting back to us after we lost you in the mix, my friend. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Ep. Mr. Steve Carson, an expert when it comes to saltwater angling. Hey, where's Marilyn? It's about time for Get a Clue, isn't it? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Fall has begun, bringing with it many fishing opportunities. We're so lucky to have choices. Book trips with party boat captains and head out the gate for amazing lings and rockfish. You can even catch tuna species, including albacore. Plus, crab is coming soon. Book a trip with a Bay or Delta captain and enjoy the great action that comes with catching stripers, halibut, or sturgeon. More fun. Book trips with guides on the rivers for trout and salmon. Or take your own boat and head to a lake or reservoir for trout, bass, catfish, and fabulous landlocked king salmon. And head to Eagle Lake for trophy rainbows. Don't think about hibernating because fall has arrived. This is a terrific time of year. Get out and enjoy. 
get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fishing Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Travis. Good morning, gentlemen. How is it going? I know how it's going for you. Ours is kind of up and down in here occasionally with this new phone systems and everything that we're having to deal with. But uh, you went, you <laughs> kept been doing a little deer hunting lately. I was just wondering if this weather change and the cold weather and the rain might have thrown a switch for you. Oh, man, deer hunting is off the hook. I'm having fun now. I'm, I haven't shot anything, but I've taken people out. I went up last week into C-Zone to take a look around at the campground and that, you know, I've seen four nice bucks killed there opening day in the rain, come back here, go hunting on Monday, and we scare up five nice bucks on the ranch and we shoot one of them. And everybody I talk to is seeing deer, and they're coming in from everywhere, and there's some nice ones coming in. Well, so, some of the time. some it's, of the racks that I'm hearing guys are shooting, there's some guys shooting some pretty good-sized deer out there right now. And uh, you don't even have to be near water. It looks like they like green grass right now, too. That's pretty much it. This rain came, and it changed the whole game. They're not going, they're not hunt, hunting water. They're just taking it off the grass and the trees and stuff. And it's, like I say, it's off the hook. I've seen some bucks that I haven't seen in years being brought in now. Now, I, I hate uh, to identify what area you're working, but you're over towards Berryessa a little bit out there. 
Are you seeing a wide variety on your property, or are you listening to what all the guys are telling you that all these? Both. I've talked to friends of mine and stuff been up hunting in C zone. I talked to a couple guys that went archery hunting in D zones. And then, uh, of course, our ranch, I've seen, uh, well, there's one buck I was trying to get for my grand, my grandson, and we just couldn't do it. But he was a real nice three by three. And a friend of ours killed a three by two, and we seen a forked horn that was humongous. That's pretty darn <laughs> good. Pretty darn yeah, good for coastal so, like this. Yeah, it is. It's been really good. And I've seen some coastal deer come in. Uh, a friend of mine over at the butcher shop told me about a really nice 4 by 4 came in from the coast here. So they're there. They're back, and it's time to have fun. But now, last week in the deer season for A-Zone, so you got to get out and game this weekend. Well, all, I saw guys today driving down the freeway. You know, you could tell it was two loads. It was big ice chest, a lot of camping equipment, and an open trailer, and then a closed trailer behind that, gun racks, you name it. They're heading down the road. Marilyn goes, are they going deer hunting today? I said, no, they're going deer hunting for a week. They- That's right. Yeah. Well, the deer season opened in almost uh, most of the zones this weekend. So all the, a lot of the X zones opened up, the Z zones opened up for rifle. It's opening everywhere. So now time for everybody to get out and get hunting and have a little fun. Well, they were on the freeway early this morning moving up to the hills. So I know that they're planning on. Sticking it out, having a nice base camp and, uh, shooting from there. And they probably had yeah, with two truckloads of guys. So there had to be at least four or five of them in there heading up. So they're, I'm sure there's going to be some party. I'm sure there's going to be some aluminum cans and I hope there's a whole lot of deer up there with them too. Well, they should be. We're, we're headed up the last week of October to D3 and there's five of us going and we're going for a week. We're leaving Sunday the 20, I don't know, last Sunday, the, just before the last Sunday month, and we're coming back on Halloween. <laughs> Perfect timing, my friend. Perfect timing for a great hunt up that way. You got plenty of ammo in stock out there, non-lead? We actually do now. We get in more and more every day, and Winchester just figured out they screwed up. And Not Winchester, I'm sorry, Nosler just figured out they screwed up, and they sent all their non-lead ammo to Canada. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm sure Canada will appreciate that. Yeah, well, they said it all and didn't say none here. So now they figured that screw up out there actually turned around. I'm hearing of uh, lots of uh, nozzles showing up at other stores, and I talked to the guy, and we should be getting our delivery here any day now. Well, the ammo situation certainly is improving all over the place, and uh, things will get handled. Just like the Department of Fish and Wildlife said, oh, there's plenty of non-lead product out there for y'all. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I didn't know it, but uh, Canada switched over the whole country's non-lead. I didn't know that. And that's where everybody's been shipping it to. Well, half your lead went bye-bye. That's a fact. Yep. More than half, probably. Well, Travis, I appreciate you hooking up with us. And uh, more importantly, I'm glad that deer season is going well, not only for your family, your ranch, but for those folks that are out there in the field. It's a tough thing to do this year, but it looks like it might be getting a little easier with the weather change. Thanks, Travis. We appreciate you hooking up with us, bud. No problem. Thanks a lot. I'll see you guys in the store. Have a great weekend. All right, guy. You take care. You know, it's, uh, I stopped by there the other day doing a gun transfer with those guys. They are so efficient up there in that gun department. It was wham, bam, thank you, and, and we're done. Roll it. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. 
And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, I've been talking to Kevin Brock. You know, fishkevinbrock.com. ZZ Brock, as they call him now, with that long beard and everything he's got going. I was talking to him about the salmon season. A couple last couple of days, he said, I'll get you an update early with all the Friday information, too. And he did. He got it to me. Pretty accurate report, but he said, I'm going to be live on the water. If I've got coverage, I'll call in live. Well, he's not calling in live. So here's his pre-recorded from yesterday. And listen, because he covers every waterway and the King Salmon action. Roll it. Hey, good morning, Seth and Kent Brown. Hey, it's Kevin Brock. How are you guys doing this morning? Man, it's oh dark 30. It's dark out. The stars are shining. And uh, hey, we're going salmon fishing. So here's a quick, quick quick is what i was trying to say there hey it's early guys here's a quick rundown on what's been happening i got a little more information friday morning so i mean we are looking good lower river lower sack lower american retro area just starting to see some fish in fact getting a lot of reports from benicia area guys casting spinners uh, off the bank catching a lot of fish so that's a great great sign uh, as we move up river uh, into the, you know, Verona area, you know, where the feather meets the sack. Um, fisher, fisher starting to p- produce. So it's, it's, it's really kind of exciting. Some guys fishing plugs on anchor have been kicking out some fish. Couple of reports I heard from Calusa area, guys on anchor fishing spinners got a couple. So this little shot of rain, this little bit of weather change is exactly, exactly what we needed. Now when we move up a little higher, you know, we get into the, a Yuba City area, um, you know, the on the feather, the water's still low. There's still fish, some fish over there. Some fish are coming through, but it's still kind of scraping. The guys at the outlet, even up higher, uh, above Shanghai Bend there up, up in Orville, uh, did really good the last two days in the afternoons. Uh, but the fish are just pushing right on through. Yesterday, I was up in Redding uh, at the barge hole area, uh, you know, one to two fish uh, caught per boat. Uh, and it definitely wasn't red hot by any means, but the water was real murky from the rain. It's going to be clearer today and definitely clear tomorrow. And we saw lots of new bright fish jumping around. Talked to a couple guys out of Scotty's. So just going back down river from Redding on the Sacramento River, they got some fish jigging, you know, with some mouthy minnows, some of those two ounce jigs. Uh, you know, if you lift slow and you let them flutter down, uh, you'll catch a lot of fish in the mouth. You know, they will bite them. They'll bite them good. Um, and then talked to a couple other guys, again, that went out of Ord Bend on the anchor. They got a couple fish. So it seems like there's some fish moving through the system. It has been a, at best, uh, interesting, bleak. I don't want to be negative, but it's been a rough salmon season. No doubt about it so far. But moving forward, it has been the best opportunity these next couple, two, three weeks to get out and get some fish. This is going to be our window. So um, seeing those bright fish yesterday was super exciting. New fish are moving through the system. Uh, we'll touch base with you next week and kind of let you know what's going on. But but that's where we're at. Um, it, uh, you know, as technique goes, spinners, Benicia area, casting from the bank, uh, those uh, flying seas in the chartreuse. And blue foxes, you know, in the blue and the chartreuse have been your best ones. And some guys are getting some fish trolling silvertrons too out in the boats. So that's great. You know, and as you get up river, you know, obviously the, uh, the ZZ Brocks, 
uh, you know, in, in the 14s, 15s, 16s, your quick fish style type plug with a sardine wrap is a great thing to do. Also with the mouthy minnows or any type of minnows that are around the two ounce uh, lead jig, lift slow, drop fast. You'll get more flutter action. You'll get more bites. So anyway, that's kind of what's going on. This has been our first big push of fish in a while. Uh, we're super, super excited. It should be a great week. All right. Thanks, you guys, for everything you do. We appreciate all the support for all the fisheries. Uh, if they want to check out any uh, videos, they can check me out at uh, or book a trip at fishkevinbrock.com. And uh, I'll talk with you guys soon. Fish on. Good old Kevin, sounding a little tuckered out right there. That was early in the morning. Trust me, it was dark outside when he was recording that. It was dark outside when it came to me also. That gets you up to speed on what's going on in the rivers, and he is just waiting for that. Uh, I kind of look at this like the pinata. Yeah. Once that pinata breaks, everything's coming through Everything the system. Everything falls. Yeah, no, they will. And, and the rain helped. It kind of it kind of started it a little bit. You know what was interesting? I was fishing Berryessa right before the rain, mm-hmm. and I fish it right after the rain. And during the rain, Nate Kelsch, who I've been trying to reach all morning from Big Nate's Guide Service, he went out and fished those storms in between the storms mm-hmm. and was stacking them. Yeah. Usually, it's my experience, Eagle Lake trout and stuff like that, they just shut down and they wait for the storm because of the pressure fluctuation, the barometer, and they'll just kick back and wait a while. No, not these guys. These fish went on a tear. So I show up the day, I'll say, give it a day or two to calm down after the storms. I'll go out. Yeah, well, that didn't work. No. Unless you wanted to catch bass. And- well, you know, you, the barometer starts rising after the storms and, it's, you know, it's. And I understand there's some discomfort felt by the fish. It's- they can feel it within yeah. their bodies and they know where they need to relocate yep. based on the barometer. I've pressure. always liked dropping barometer over rising barometer. Oh, I like stable barometers. Yeah. That's what I try to do. Let it stabilize for a couple of days and then go out and hit the water. Think it's going to be perfect. We got out there. It was what? glass. It sounds like you caught some fish. We got five, you know. Yeah. And that's a wonderful day for some people, but that's not what I wanted. I was trolling for the king salmon primarily. There are so many schools of minnows on Berryessa right now. You can start over at Skier's Cove and go across towards the old Steel Park, Spanish Flat. They're everywhere out there, just four or five pods of bait going by well, that's, at a time. that's kind of what the what the uh, the guys at Folsom are seeing and it's it's tapered off the king salmon's tapered off a little bit i know uh my buddy jay yellis had the cast for kids right. event uh, out there last saturday and they had gosh Sep, they probably had 20 big trolling boats out there and they were taking the kids trolling uh and i think there was one trout caught so i mean it was pretty pretty tough fishing for them uh the one thing i'm seeing same thing you saw at Berryessa. Uh, the, the trollers at Folsom are starting to catch the bass in that 20 to 40 foot range. That's what's strange. We were fishing from 12 because we were seeing salmon racing through the yep. schools, not bass, but salmon racing right. through them. And we were fishing down as deep as 60 and 70 feet too, and we're catching bass at every level. They live down there that deep. Just, uh, bass fishermen, they don't look for them that deep sometimes. Bass but. are opportunistic feeders, just like everybody else. Wherever the bait fish are at, they're going to follow them. They go up to the roof, they eat up there, and they go right back down those where they want Those idiot spotted bass will suspend just like a trout. And I think what's going on is those bass are so much more aggressive than the kings that they're up bullying their way in on stuff. Mm-hmm. And these little lightweight kings that I go chasing after. They're just dropping off. They just say, hey, fine, you can have it. Yeah, yeah. And they're, you know, they'll... 
the spots will suspend just like a trout and they'll chase bait. You know, we fish Shasta Sep. We'll be catching them on top water over 300 foot of water. You know, it's just, there's, they're, they're not relating to the bottom where a lot of bass fishermen think, Oh, they got to be a rock pile or a stump or a log or whatever. Those fish suspend and they, they get out, cruise those bait fish. And, and, uh, you know, that's why the Lawrence active target, that's why it's become so popular with the bass fishermen because it's opened up a fishery we're not fishing for. And, uh, and they're chasing these fish around in open water, um, you know, looking in front of the boat with, with live target. And, uh, and it's definitely, uh, it's opened up a, a whole new ball game. One of the things, speaking of opening ball games, I started using downscan a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think I can overlay downscan on top of a couple other you things can. on that. You can. I was really impressed with the definition and clarity and the larger scale of vision. You can see what's coming down to your standard. Right. But then you put it on a downscan and you get a lot, much wider variety and a better perspective a little of better actually picture. what's under the boat. It, it isn't painting you a big arch right there. It gives you a, a little yellow or gold arch with a well, little red dot. Well, you can change the it. palette for whatever Any color colors you want. Any colors that you want. Mm-hmm. But just by pushing it and bringing it up, it, oh, okay, I get it. It, it helps you understand what's underneath you more. And speaking of that, what was that thing I sent you while you were back at your meeting? I said, this is cheating. Uh, oh, search re- mode. Search mode. Yeah. Once it knows what you're looking for, it'll yeah. go out and find it for it'll you. It'll find it for you. Yeah, search so, mode. That's with the active target, and that's uh, that's pretty cool. That's scary. Yeah, you, you you do have to adjust the transducer to go into search mode, but uh, that's why it's on the little bracket that it's on, so you can move the transducer how you need it. So one of these days, I'm going to be able to get in my boat, and I'm going to go trout fishing, and I'm going to tell the boat, go find the trout. And the boat's going to find the it, trout. Not quite, but yeah, you're I, almost there. I think if you think back to where we were with the flashers. Flashers, like Byron was talking and about where this we're morning, at yeah. today, yeah. I think it'll be find me the trout. Yeah, where are they? Where, where <laughs> should they be today? So, you know, I mean, and and, and the one thing that, that the anglers need to really realize, Sep, is the best fish finder you can get out there, you also have to back that up with the best mapping cards. And, uh, they and, got and that is an accessory that you put in, uh, but, uh, but you do the C map that, uh, that, Lor- that Lawrence has, um, but those best mapping cards. Cause then when you're on your favorite lake, A, you can store waypoints in them, but B, you, you have the contour of that lake right there on, uh, your depth finder. So you stay in the channels, you stay on the points or whatever well, you're looking for. They have enhanced the, the charts. Oh yeah. I mean, the depths at Berryess are just unbelievable. Oh yeah. No, the charts are so much better. I mean, when we first started running GPS on these step, the, the mapping was, you might be here. (laughs) You know, I, I remember running down the Delta with pinpoint electronics and those, that was a brand that we were running for a while, uh, pinpoint electronics. And it would literally show you like over the levee, like in the middle of the field running. So it had really no idea on the mapping yeah. where you exactly you I were. have been driving on 139 with my boat while I was trolling, according to uh, my old. Exactly right. Now this stuff is so accurate and so good. But mapping cards, you know, you, you definitely need to research those. Take a look at what's going on with your favorite C-Map locators. And as far as I'm concerned, it's all Lorance and CMAP for sure. Yep, absolutely. Hey, our next guest is the editor of Western Outdoor News and, as always, on California Sports. And we ask him to join us with more opportunities for Northern California anglers. Mr. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, joins us live. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. What happened to looking for all the signs of uh, knowing what needs to be out there for fish? 
now we're so reliant on technology. It's, uh, it has enhanced everything. Yep. And, you know, it's really. <laughs> it's next. It's that hit me. You know, I um, lots of times people say, well, uh, what depth are they at? Uh, how fast are they trolling? Uh, uh, what's the GPS numbers? Where are the salmon, et cetera, et cetera, wanting all this detail as opposed to just going out there looking for the soft signs, uh, you know, looking for birds, looking for bait, understanding what is going on in the water. And I, and I just love the technology. Obviously, if you're going to be a professional bass fisherman or compete, you have to have the best type of thing. But, you know, there's a lot to fishing that we uh, sometimes lose because we are so reliant on our technology now. Absolutely. You know, watching the birds is one of the things I was doing at Barry Essay just the other day. Where are the birds hanging out? Where are the grebes diving down? And I, every time I'd see birds, you know, I'm targeting them. That's just, that's just one of the standard clues that as a kid before electronics and everything came out that indicated for me. But nowadays, uh, man, is the technology caught up and where is it going, David? It's so funny selling bass boats. Seth. I don't want to cut Dave off, but selling bass boats to these guys and, and you know, they, they want to talk about, well, the boats have really gone up. No, you're putting $30,000 worth of options on them with, you know, trolling motors that are three grand, power poles, lithium batteries, hydraulic jack plates, and four HDS 12 lives. You know, I mean, it's like, guys, it's the boat hasn't gone up nearly as much as your toys have that are helping you catch more fish. I know the dollar amount of toys that are on the new boat that Mark rigged for me yeah. at Gone Fishing Marine, and uh, it's substantial. It's a good chunk of the original cost of the boat. Exactly. So you do pay yeah. for your electronics. There's no question about yeah, it. Yeah, the options and on the boat are. Frankly, they're worth it nowadays too. Dave, you've seen some of the, the stuff like James Smith and the guys out on the salt have got on there. They're looking everywhere all at once, aren't they? It's amazing. It's amazing how much the technology is, has adapted and changed things. But, you know, somebody like James Smith, he knows when the fish are going to be there at a certain time on the tide. He's got both skills going on. You know, he's got, uh, the knowledge from his experience and what takes place, what's going to go on in the water. And I think that's what we kind of uh, wrap for. And, and, you know, Kent, as a, as a professional bass fisherman, you know exactly what's going to be happening out there. You're just using your technology to fine-tune it. And sometimes I think shortcut it sometimes by just relying on our technology rather than really learning the, the skills that go along with, with being a fisherman. Exactly right. So, you know, that's my point. The guys anyway, that are catching them have instinct. And and instinct and technology. Yeah, very. That's a really good way to put it. Stance. I think instinct is a big part of being a fisherman. You know, you have an idea. You're going to try something different. You know, the people that think outside the box. Look at James Netzel. He's come up with all kinds of different ideas for doing things. Now he wants to use downriggers in the for salmon. Just different ideas that you know, really have the potential to take off, just thinking outside the box a little bit. I can see how that would work in 20 feet of water with lines running at 5, 10, 15, and one just off the bottom when you're looking for king salmon in some of these stretches. What a great way to attract Well, and we've we've talked about for years, Sep, the guys that are those guys, you know, and Kevin Brock is is one of those guys that has so much instinct and just he really, he thinks like a fish. It's kind of like having their hands in the water. Exactly right. These guys know. They can walk outside in the morning, smell the air, tell how much humidity there is and go, yeah, it's going to be a good bite today. Yeah, it's going to happen today. So it's, it is, it's it's very instinctual that, uh, that, you know, and, and in our circles, um, he wasn't always that guy, but Skeet's kind of that guy. 
yeah. And, and, you know, you can turn him loose on a Northern California river for steelhead or in Mexico for sand or, you know, for tuna. And he's one of those types of fishermen that can catch everything. That's the way it works. Dave, what other quick opportunities do you have, Dave? Cause I want to make sure we talk about the kids derby before we get off the air. Yeah. You know, we have the 34th annual kids brief derby that's going to take place on October the 8th. And I think if you have children between four and 15 years of age, uh, you really want to mark that on the calendar. It's at the, uh, it's at the Antioch fishing pier. It's at Waldy Plaza in downtown and uh, it goes from nine to noon. And what's great about it is it's, it's hosted by the West Delta chapter of the California Striped Bass Association. This is actually their 34th year. They used to hold it at Contra Loma, but, uh, you know, the costs were way too prohibitive there. So they've been holding it on the Antioch Fishing Pier. And the great part is you have lots of volunteers. They have equipment, you know, uh, that's going to be there. They're going to bait you up. They're going to get you squared away. And regardless, they're going to measure every fish. Like my little three-year-old, my my wife's grandson last year, he uh, he ended up coming in tied for third place in that uh, age division. The four-year-old, he was four. The four-year-old age division last year, and he ended up coming home with three rods and uh, a couple tackle boxes. And now he's hooked on fishing forever. He wants to go to Temescal all the time just to go down there and cast, even if he doesn't catch anything. So, if, you know, if you're a, a family and you want to get into fishing for the first time, you want to try it. It's a great event, and then that's October 8th at the Antioch Fishing Pier, which is in downtown. Yeah. And you can actually park right there. You park, get out, walk there. You can fish all along that whole area there. It's a great place for viewing your kids, keeping an eye on it. Nobody has to get in the water at all. That's the best part about it. Yeah, and if you're a parent that that doesn't have the fishing uh, experience, but you want to have your children to be able to do something, it's a great place because – you're going to have lots of people with knowledgeable on the pier there. They're going to help you out. And, uh, and it's just, uh, it's a fun time for all. They had all the kids get a free lunch. Um, that goes along with it. And well, adults can purchase a lunch and there's a big raffle that goes together. And, uh, usually everybody walks out with something that gives them some motivation. And that's really what we need to do. We need to attract a lot more clubs like this do it. So. That's a great, that's a great start there. Well, and, our uh, friends I'm, at the, our friends at the Department of Boating and Waterways, uh, allow me to give away a few life jackets every now and then. So I'm going to, uh, pass on a few life jackets to your fundraising raffle that they're going to be conducting out there too. So there'll be a raffle going on just to help raise funds to do this again the following year. So our friends at Department of Boating and Waterways and California Sportsmen have some goodies for you for that kids event too, because keeping kids involved is very important to our sport. No question about it. Absolutely. And then as many times, and speaking of that, you know, we have some good things going on. Uh, they planted yesterday at Pardee for the first time in months. And that's another place you can take, go off the bank for a couple of days uh, until those fish move out into the main lake. Uh, we're going to start seeing more and more trout plants in the mother load lakes and then also the Bay Area lakes in the next few months. So those are things to pay attention to because you can take children out there, fish from the bank, have some success you know, particularly right after the plants are taking place. So I was encouraged to see Pardee finally plant again. So that was wonderful. It's one of those great fisheries out there, and they keep it that way, no question about it. Folks, make sure you get a subscription to Western Outdoor News. You can do that by simply going to their website and getting signed up for it. And it comes out on video, whether you want it digitally or in print. You can do that. Just go to the Western Outdoor News website. You can check it all out. Dave, thanks for hooking up with us. We appreciate it, my friend. Well, you have a great day. Thank you so much. Count on it. Thanks for your info. 
you know, we're going to hook up and get those goodies passed on to him. And Mr. Brown, where are you going fishing? You got 10 seconds. Monday with Alan, apparently. Yeah, apparently I'm, gonna, I'm doubling back to Lake Berryessa. I got to get up there and figure that one out pretty darn quick. And you guys should too. There are only a few boats out there on Wednesday, oh, Thursday when I was out there. And I want to see more of you out there. We have a party when we're on the water and it makes it easier for us all to catch fish. Till next week. Thanks a lot for all your listeners out there. Tidelines, everybody. We'll see you next time. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.